This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Yeah, I'm looking at a video and Matt Hartman, who apparently is an aeronautic uh, journalist, I guess. I, I I guess that's how you say it. He got video of the airliner dumping the fuel in um, in its approach to LAX. Again, there's an emergency landing. There's a mechanical issue, and they were doing what they could to to be able to go ahead and land safely. Um, also, breaking news here in the last half hour or so: massive airstrikes have been reported in Syria near the T4 airbase, and Syria is now saying that. This was an Israeli attack. So Syria is blaming Israel for attacking their military. They're calling it a military airport. Um, an Iranian cargo 747 plane flew to the Syrian base three times over the past 10 days, supposedly unloading shipments from Tehran. So keep an eye on that. There's a whole situation developing in Syria, which, again, they're blaming Israel. So about 40 minutes ago, the attack was reported. And 28 minutes ago, Syria says that Israel is behind the attack against the military airport. So, again, keep an eye on that just to see what what happens. But uh, apparently aircraft from Tehran have been reported landing at that particular base in Syria over the past 10 days unloading things. So we will... We'll see what ends up happening. By the way, do want to congratulate LSU uh, for winning the national title. Did you see the video? I can't really. I played the video on social media, but the audio doesn't come through very well, uh, just because of of how it's how it is. But very loud cheers for the president and first lady who were there at the uh, college football championship game. And Chance broke out of USA. So it wasn't a situation where he was booed or there was an unfriendly audience. I mean, they were very, very happy to have him there. And, of course, LSU defeated Clemson. Clemson is the early favorite to win the title in 2020, though. Those surveys came out. But the reason I wanted to talk about this is because of what happened after the game. LSU players were threatened with arrest. So you've got... LSU players that have just won the national championship, Joe. What do you think they were threatened with arrest for? Um, in the locker room. Oh. Um, in the locker room. In the locker room? In the locker room after the game. I have no clue. What do players do in the locker room after the game when they win the championship? They celebrate. They celebrate, right? And these are college players, right? Most of these people are adults. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all technically adults, but I'm saying 21 adults. Um, they were smoking cigars. They were smoking cigars, and police came in and threatened to arrest them. Huh. Yeah. This... <laughs> South Park did an episode where the kids went to an anti-discrimination museum. And then outside of the anti-discrimination museum, they showed people discriminating against smokers. It was a genius bit of writing. It was several years ago. Genius bit of writing. 
Louisiana State University Tigers won their national their third national championship in 16 years Monday night. Their Heisman winning quarterback Joe Burrow making it look pretty easy on the way to throwing for 463 yards, tossing five touchdowns, and running for another. While star running back Clyde Edwards uh, Hilaire, I hope I got that right. I do not follow uh, football for the past two years, it, not because I'm protesting or anything. I literally just not have the, had the time. Um, racked up 110 yards on the ground. Okay, good for them. While the the team was naturally eager to celebrate their 42-25 victory over the Clemson Tigers, police and some in the sports uh, in in the sports reporter arena weren't going to let them engage in one particular celebratory tradition. As pointed out by Twitchy, the media was quick to sound the alarm over all the championships celebrating cigar smoke. Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger. There is cigar smoke emanating from the LSU locker room. So what? ESPN's Heather Dinnick was particularly concerned about the smoke. It was so unbelievably smoky in the LSU locker room from the players smoking cigars. I can taste it and no, I didn't have one. It was suffocating. Guess where you don't belong, Heather? In the locker room. You can't say that. Oh, really? Do we need to have that conversation again about how male reporters should be allowed in female athletes' locker rooms? <gasps> That's a no-go, right, Joe? Even Joe made a grimacing face at me. Then why are women allowed in the men's locker rooms? How about this? Let them shower, let them get dressed, and then you talk to them. What a novel idea. It always is... This is the easiest argument to rebuff, okay? When women argue that they should be in the locker room with naked male athletes who are showering and changing their clothes, and that is a reality of this, okay? When they argue that, and you have any player or any coach who is uncomfortable with the idea of having somebody in there from the press, particularly of the opposite sex, while their players are naked... And they, God forbid, they should mention that, yeah, you know what, it's not exactly the most appropriate place for you to be. Oh, the the scorn and the ridicule that comes down on them. And all you have to do is go, Are do you allow male reporters in with female athletes? Uh, is there a guy reporter from ESPN hanging out with the WNBA championships or the U.S. women's soccer team? And society says, you could never do that. Absolutely not. That is 100% wrong. And you're right, it is 100% wrong just like it's wrong for women to be in a men's locker room. And if it is going to be, as the ladies have said, if it is going to be a bias that women can't go see naked men while men can't go see naked women, then how about you just don't let anybody in the locker room and let the guys have, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes of peace. How about that? Heather Dinnick running around. I, I was, it was suffocating. I guarantee you, you weren't suffocating. You know how I know you weren't suffocating? Because you were able to tweet. And if you can't breathe, you can't tweet, Joe. (laughs) After about 15 minutes, police got involved. I am not making this up. They threatened to arrest players who did not put out the cigars. Which, to my knowledge, is not illegal to do. A smoke-filled LSU locker room got a surprise warning early Tuesday morning, according to AL.com. The police police threw water on the party when telling a national champion's that they could not smoke the cigars that burned 
for easily 15 minutes after beating Clemson. My God, Joe, a cigar burned for 15 minutes? Oh, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. In fact, the officer announced that the players, uh, to the players, any smoking cigars in the locker room would be subject to arrest. Several players holding stogies laughed at the warning like it was a joke because it sounds like one. The cop was not smiling, according to AL.com. According to the outlet, another officer also spoke with the players, saying that while he thought the smoke in the locker room wasn't a big deal, his commander said otherwise. So his commander is in an unhappy marriage and is taking it out on everybody else. In the end, this is this is one of those things. My wife won't let me play poker and smoke cigars, so nobody can. In the end, no one was arrested, and the players and their many diehard fans in Louisiana continued celebrating long into the night. Holy moly. I just, what an amazing world. Honestly, what a time to be alive. And I, I keep going back to this. I'm going to have to post this. I, I saved it earlier. Um, there's some lady who was at a rally who had like one of those signs. He goes, actually, there's a lot of things going really well. <laughs> it's true. Honestly, there is. But you can't even celebrate with a cigar anymore because some reporters are going to get a little butthurt about it. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595 Nine five three. The things that you miss on the live show when you're listening on the radio or the live stream when you're not watching the video live stream. You miss the commercial breaks where I have one of my coworkers furious with me right now because I dared suggest that I would live in New York for the right amount of money for the right network. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense to me. I, I, look, I, I am 40 years old. I will go where the cash is. I don't care where it is. Like I said, if Dubai called me tomorrow, I would go. For the right amount of money. Doesn't mean that I desire to live there, but you know, you, you get to a certain point in your life and you're just like, you know what? It is all about the Benjamins, and literally nothing else matters at this point in time because, and they, well, Casey, what about your family? Yeah, well, guess what makes family life a lot better? Extra money. cash. Oh, money is not everything, Casey. Oh, really? New survey found out that the uh, the top wealthiest 1% have much higher satisfaction with their lives. Joe? Really? I never would have guessed that. Weird how that happens. Anyway, 574-25-9595-3 to the phone lines we go. Abby, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Casey. Hi there. Follow-up question from, yeah, from your segment about the basketball players. Well, um, this is the football players, yeah, absolutely. but... Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I apologize. Okay. I was talking about, I thought it was females that were smoking in the locker room. Oh, no. So it was the, so LSU won the football championship, right? And so the football players oh, okay. were in the locker room smoking a cigar. There was a female reporter who called it, quote, suffocating. Gotcha. I yeah. apologize. I was a little mixed up. No problem. My question is, what was the rule on campus or in the building they were in? Yeah, that's that's just it. I don't know, but I I doubt it's arrest worthy. <laughs> so, well, well, I guess I asked just because I'm kind of a stickler about rules are for a reason, and even if we think it's dumb, we still have to respect those rules. 
And, you know, even if it seems like it's a bit of an overreaction, in my opinion, however, I'm just kind of the type of person that, like with my children raising mm. kids, I've always said, it really doesn't matter what you think of the rule. You're going to do what you're told. You know, we need to obey yeah, in and, our society. And I think that's fair. I would also, and, and again, what the facilities policy was, I don't know. Whether or not it was actually an arrestable fence, I don't know. At least one officer thought it was all stupid. Um, but you've, you've got a championship right. celebration inside the locker room, and everybody knows what goes on inside the locker room after you win a championship. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, gotcha. so while I can, to- can totally see your point and concede your point even, you know, the idea that all of a sudden we're going to stop people from right. celebrating winning a national championship just because a couple of reporters don't right. like it um, seems a little irritating Correct. to me. But, yes, I... Generally speaking, right. yes, the rules would, would have to apply. Correct. And I appreciate you straightening that out. I also couldn't imagine all these women in there smoking cigars anyway. Kind well, of a funny thought. Dr. Yeah, it's, you know, and I, don't, and I don't know if she was standing outside of the locker room or if she was actually inside the locker room with the players. I'm not really sure, but, you know, I, I, it just kind of brought up the old thing of, okay, you shouldn't be in the locker room anyway. That's their space. Correct. No journalist should be in there. No reporter should be in there. And um, well, you know, look, I sure still live. Don't they're, they're, live. Well, <laughs> who knows, Abby? Who knows? All I right. Know. I appreciate I it. You take care. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye. Thank you. Hey, look, I mean, here's you know, you become a sports reporter, right? And you want to hang out with the guys, and you want to cover men in a, a male atmosphere that is free from female influence. Look, there's really. There's three places where men can get away or traditionally could get away from female interference, right? Those three things are war, sports locker rooms, and the bathroom. By the way, new survey came out, Joe. I know you're going to be shocked by this. Predominantly, men are in the bathroom longer as an escape. <laughs> Yeah, duh. <laughs> so, I mean, those are the three places that predominantly in our society, men can exist as men without influence from the the fairer sex. Okay, um, so when you be when you're a female and you become a reporter, and you want to cover men in a, a a male environment, stop complaining when they actually act like men. Just let them be men. Okay. Now, when they you know when they leave that environment. All of the restrictions of societal standards and decorum and, and all of that stuff in chivalry should all come in, okay? That 100%. But they've got their space. You wanted to cover them in their space, and now you're pitching a fit that they're acting like men in a men's space, which you wanted to be a part of. So just stop. That's all you got to do. Just stop. Now, the tweet should have been, hey, they're celebrating the national championship win, uh, and there is cigar smoke everywhere. That's it. That's all you got to say. You don't got to throw in your little stupid, stupid jive thing and uh, have this whole, ah, no, how dare they smoke a cigar? Shame on them. But, you know, go figure. All right, 574-2595-3. See, because I was even polite to the last caller, I have people telling me that they're revoking my man card. It ain't possible. The stuff that I've done, my man card is solidified in platinum. It cannot be revoked. Sorry, just uh, just can't happen. 
All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. One of the other stories from earlier today, and I didn't get an opportunity to tell you about it this time around, is that Judicial Watch has gotten access to 127 pages of records from the South Bend Police Department, which shows that the police department offered diversity training in 2017, which includes cultural competence ratings for personnel. The CPI, or Cumulative Perceptual Index, measures an officer's, quote, quote, cultural competence level. And they have, basically this is, uh, the, the idea behind the CPI is that you're not born with any bigotry or biases. You learn them. And we need to measure what biases you have how severe those biases are, and then we're going to give you a rating, kind of like China has a social score for all of their citizens when you don't fall in line enough. That's essentially what this is. Uh, it further goes on to say that, um, that uh, it operates under the premise that black lives do matter, but not more or less than any other lives, which, of course, is racist on its own, um, but that law enforcement isn't there yet. They don't embrace that, which, of course, is preposterous. Uh, but it, it's just one of those laughable things. This all happened under under Mayor Pete. We're just learning about it through the Access to Public Records Act request from Judicial Watch. And it's <laughs> the idea that we have some training program in the South Bend Police Department that rates officers on their level of bigotry for various demographics. They even had some new words in here, like uh, different types of classes of prejudice, like languageism and sizeism. Do you think anybody in, oh, I don't know, New York City gets gets lectured on their languageism from somebody from Kentucky or Alabama? Because they make fun of those people all the time. Do you think they ever get lectured on that, Joe? Uh, probably, probably not. I'm gonna bet no. I am going to bet no. People in New York and Los Angeles and even in Chicago to a lesser extent, Chicago's a little bit more polite because of the Midwestern region, but... Isn't uh, Kentucky more educated than New York anyway? Kentucky has a higher percentage of people who go beyond the ninth grade than New York does. 100%. I'm going to throw that in their face every time now. It's a true story. We went over that, was it last week? Or was it the week before? Uh, I think it was before you went on break. Was it before I went on break? Yeah, true story, though. Kentucky is more educated than California and more educated than New York. Higher, A higher percentage of population goes beyond the ninth grade in Kentucky than in California or New York. And yet, people in California and New York constantly make fun of people for being adults in Kentucky. Constantly. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, we've got more coming up, including another um, bit of information that was released by Judicial Watch today that involves Imran Awan. Told you that story's not over yet. Isn't that interesting? Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595. 95.3, that is 2595953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Got a couple of minutes. Why don't we go over some classic Valentine's Day gifts with a modern twist? We are a month away from the day. And ladies, we are two months away from the reciprocal holiday for your guy. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. 
And while it seems as though 2020 might be the year for for a gift that's off the wall and crazy enough to keep up with the political landscape, classic gifts are actually back in style. Uh, Let's see. When we think of February 14th, we usually fall back on these Valentine's Day classics. A Valentine's Day card, okay, which is lame. You shouldn't do that. Uh, Chocolates and roses. Yeah, that's okay. Jewelry. Go to Impress Jewelry Creations. You can absolutely get an amazing gift for Valentine's Day there. Uh, Cologne or perfume. Do people like getting cologne and perfume? Is that like a gift? Is that a thing? I I don't think you give that anymore, do you? You you can. It, it's like if the person's like, yeah, get, like if they don't, like myself, for uh-huh. example, I don't like wear it on a regular occasion. Yeah, like neither I don't, do I, but. And I'm like, hey, yeah. I naturally you, smell good. If you like this scent and you would like to have it on me, buy it for me and I'll wear it whenever I go out. Well, most people have one that they wear. They find that one, that's it, that's what they wear. Right. They replenish that bottle when it's gone. And so they generally just do that themselves. It's usually not a gift and a anymore. Lot, and a lot of people are like, hey, I thought of you when I saw this. So yeah. it's, it's like a, it's like an, it's an act of service type gift. So the update on the cards is a pop-up card. They have like these little roses that pop up. Look, cards are lame. Don't ever buy them for anybody. Okay? Unless we're talking about somebody who's just had a tragedy or a loss or something like that, then they're appropriate. But as far as a gift is concerned, a card is lame. Don't do it. You suck if you do. Number two, rose and candy gift baskets. So it's a gift basket that comes with really nice candies, including like candied strawberries and things like that. Um, and then also roses. And it's all like delivered in a nice little package. I actually like that. It's under a hundred bucks. Um, it's got like caramel apples, chocolates, red roses. It seems pretty cool. It's like it's almost like a crafty handmade thing. Okay. But it's under a hundred dollars, so it's reasonable for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day present. That's pretty cool. Um, there's a specific company that makes them. I'll link to all of this in the Daily Show prep. Uh, French macaroons, you can get those from Costco. Uh, pocket watch. Pocket watch is always a good gift for a guy. Get them engraved. Absolutely, 100%. And you know who does custom engraving of that stuff? Impress, Impress Jewelry, Jewelry Creations. Creations. They do amazing custom engraves. We talked about the, the men's belts earlier, too. Yes. Uh, of course, they've got amazing jewelry for all occasions. Uh, perfume and cologne. I don't know. I, I, eh. I see the appeal eh. of it. It, oh, I get it. Okay. I don't know if this is just because of my own interpretation of this. You're, I grew up on movies where the guy would get his mistress the perfume that he wanted her to wear. Uh, and so it just seems like a really seedy sort of a thing to do. That I get the, I get where you're you coming know what I'm, from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it, I, I don't know. I, for me, I don't like it. What do you think, though? Send me a text message. Let me know. Is cologne or perfume a good gift? Uh, I, I'm not sure about it. Right there, jewelry is the best thing, if you ask me. Unless, of course, you're you're not married. <laughs> you know my policy about giving people jewelry when you're not married. They should be a relative. All right, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Yeah, no, the, the cold was bad last year, yeah, it, not the uh, snow. Well, it was cold enough that essential personnel couldn't come in, and it was you, me, and John. <laughs> right, yes. Because <laughs> yeah. my Twitter we, name for a long time was Joe Essential Personnel, my at, last name. At the risk of jeopardizing Joe's life, Joe just said, is it ever going to friggin' snow? And I think most of us, I like the snow, don't get me wrong. I'm just like, but I have been thrilled with it, this winter it, so far. Is it going to? I, well, I'm like, sure it will. Are we going to be like have this really mild winter and then a really crappy summer? Well, and yeah, you know who knows about the summer. I guess um, we're probably going to deal with some extra mosquitoes and things like that next year. But yeah, 
Um, so far, I'm really happy with the winter. And we had an extra cold winter last yeah, year. Yeah, we did. It wasn't an extra snowy winter as far as accumulation and things. I don't know what the totals were. I'm just talking about. Cold I'm just talking about icy. not being able to move. But it was it was extra cold all winter last winter. So the farmers almanac so far this year has been way off. But who knows? I mean, it might very well be July, and it could be a blizzard outside. You never. The poles are the shifting. The poles are shifting. The magnetic poles are shifting. Yes, but we're just going to say the poles are shifting. Here's Bill O'Reilly with the O'Reilly Update. Have a good night.